Welcome back to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry here on uh, 98.3 OCR FM and 88.7 FM along the coast where we're streaming live at all the W's ocrfm.org.au. We are with the f- in the studio we've got Alan Fleming who is a Viet vet. We have also Darren Stent who's been everywhere and is now working here in Colac as a paramedic and Sian Didams who's a daughter and wife, son, daughter, wherever, the whole lot, sister (laughs) of veterans. And on the line from Geelong, we have Marie. Are you there, Marie-Jane? Hello, Marie-Jane. I can hear you, but you're very, very faint. Hello. Hello, Marie. Hello. We've got you on, Marie, but... Oh, dear, oh, dear. Hello, Marie? Hello, Marie? Uh, we'll have to give her another call, Edwina. Can you give that a call? another call and we'll get Marie, please? Um, okay, we're, <laughs> we're just getting things sorted out here in the studio where we'll have uh, Marie back on the line in a moment. We uh, we started talking as I was saying to I said to Marie that we've been talking mainly about advocacy and we'll we'll start getting into some of the the places that we do have to go to. The RSL are being quite proactive now. They've got a, a connect program that you're quite um, proactive with yourself, Darren. That's right. So that's uh, run out of the Geelong RSL and is also a part of a greater organisation, RSL Active, that is a part of RSL Victoria. And the RSL Connect program is about providing a sense of community to veterans when they leave the Defence Force, and yeah, that's uh, Army, Navy, and Air Force. When when they leave, the um, I guess the the safety and the, the comfort of that uh, organisation, and they go to the c- civilian world, they can be a bit isolated. And um, as, as we discussed earlier, people don't fully understand um, where they're from and and what makes them tick. So. The RSL Connect program brings those veterans back together again and, and gives them a bit of a, a common interest together and uh, a bit of unity there. And we do that through uh, through fortnightly activities and mainly through sport. Okay, now have we got you there, Marie? Yes, yes, I'm here. Good, oh, we've got Marie. That was fabulous. Well done, Ed. <laughs> so, sorry, now, where were you, Darren? I, I got a little bit distracted then, as you can see. That's all right. So, um, so some of the activities that the RSL Connect program do um, when they when they bring these veterans together it's it's not a coffee club it's about it's about being active and uh, and participating in activities together so one of those ones and uh, we got a lot of assistance from the Torquay Surf Academy where um, you know, they gave us a bit of coaching and some board hire and stuff and we went out to uh, off the beach in Torquay there and um, you know went for, went for a surf learned a little bit about surfing but it's not so much about being on the water but being together and surfing is one of those activities where everyone relaxes no one can do it we're all hacks but uh you fall off you don't do a good job we can um we can pick on each other a bit about it and just have it have a bit of a laugh so some of those activities um surfing archery climbing and uh the big one that we've got coming up now that uh, i'd really like to plug is a clay target shooting day that we're running in uh, later on this month on the 25th of august and that is a combined activity between RSL Connect and the Geelong Field and Game. Okay, now with the RSL, which is where you're at, um, 
Marie, you're RSL Aged and Health Support Manager for Region 8A is what I've got down listed here. Um, well, actually, I'm, I've got a new name now. Well, new we're, name. Gonna, we're not going to call you Bill or anything, are we? <laughs> no, I'm now RSL Support Services. RSL Support, support Services. Support Services Coordinator. And look, there's a reason for that. It's, um, certainly, I've been with the RSL for 13 years and um, in that time there was a lot of work done with the Second World War veterans um, and now we're changing, the name's changing with the times. Okay, which is really good. Yeah. Now, we've got a, some issues there with the veterans. We're going to be talking a little bit about Mortlake and some other stuff there. Are the veterans, see, the World War Two veterans are... Well, for want of another way of saying it, they're dying out, um, which is why we're getting more need for contemporary um, veterans to look after our service, our ex-service people. That's right. Um, How are you? How is the RSL helping work with that? Working with that. Okay, so um, certainly we've got um, the um, the programs that uh, that um, Darren has spoken about, um, but working with our Second World War people, um, we certainly have the um, advocacy for um, still. When I say Second World War people, we've got a, only a small number now, um, but we still do have quite a few, and they're all in their mid to high nineties. Um, but certainly, there's still lots of things that come through with with compensa- compensation and also with um, assistance to um, you know, with it, whether it's aged care or remaining in your own home. But how do we work with the younger contemporary veterans? Well, everybody's got their own their own bit that they like to do. So, um, contemporary veterans certainly like to do the active kind of stuff, but also they perhaps at different times um, have a great um, a great um, respect for the, our Second World War people with um, perhaps social visiting, having that yarn, um, assisting them with all different sorts of things that they might need. So that's the Second World War people, but we've certainly got um, the Vietnam veterans now who are perhaps getting just a bit older. I think you bear that out too, Alan, um, in what Marie's saying. It's interesting because... Uh, good morning, Marie. It's good morning, Alex. It's interesting because uh, we we look at the Vietnam veterans and say we're thinking in the, you know, in the mid-70s, but there were some world, some veterans from the last year of World War One in New Guinea who actually served in Korea and Vietnam. So yes. just, re- just recently there was another Vietnam veteran died aged 96. Yes. So yes. that uh, we've got to not not just look at it as a, a one one size fits all because the, the, it wasn't just the uh, the importance or the the, the uh, highlighting of national service um, that brought in the seventy what will be the seventy year olds. There was many regular army uh, members who were already in the services beforehand. So it's it, it is it's still a, a wide spectrum for Vietnam as well. Yeah. And and that is another one that barely cracks mention is well, Alan mentioned the Korean War and I don't know how many we had how many people we had engaged there but we've got a lot of return people from there as well haven't we? Yes, it was it was also um, uh, prisoners of war in Korea and and their conditions were were horrific because they were looking at those minus temperatures in uh, in their in their trenches and things like that and some very some very big fights uh, battles within Korea and uh, it tended to be l- much less recognised uh, because I guess it was 
under the auspices of the United Nations and may have been early early referred to as a police action so that even though your soldiers were there, nobody actually stood up and uh, totally recognised them as for what they really done. All the pedantry that went around it because of Vietnam or the, the American war in Vietnam, which is what a lot of people call it, was never really a war. So... Uh, it hadn't been declared war and there was all this stuff went on about how you guys hadn't really been to war anyway. Wasn't that true, Alan? Well, there's, there's plenty, plenty of things. I mean, I think the, the, the biggest part of all that was the advent of TV and war started to come to your homes and that's why there was such a, a groundswell from the public of, um, uh, of um, you know, animosity towards the soldiers. And in fact, when I come home in 1970, I flew home and we changed into civilian clothes and we were dropped in at midnight at Sydney Airport. And that was under direction though, sorry, un Alan, Under direction, it? slept on the, on the seats in the uh, departure lounge waiting for a plane to Melbourne next morning. Absolutely no military uniforms whatsoever in the place and we were also advised that uh, it was from 1970, it was unwise to walk up the street in the capital city in uniform. Mm. How are you accepted now, Darren? Because that was a that was a terrible time then, and you, you weren't born, were Seventy six. <laughs> so, I, I think um, there, there, there's been a bit of a change in attitude, and I think that the the population have certainly recognised the mistakes of the past, and even the, you know, the current conflict with uh, with you know, the war on terror and so on. It might not be popular, and there, there's certainly people you know, that didn't support or um, oppose the invasion of Iraq. But today they don't take it out on the soldiers, whereas back then there was a lot of animosity towards the actual soldiers. Today they accept the fact that the soldiers are doing their job, doing their duty as uh, you know, prescribed to them by the government, and they don't take it out on the soldier. They, they, you know, they, they vote or they voice their opinions towards the government. So largely we were looked after by, by our population. When I came home from East Timor, you know, Darwin turned out. We had a Freedom of the City march. Um, so... That was yeah, that was very very active and supportive of the community there, and I think the community, particularly Afghanistan, are also very supportive, regardless of how people actually feel about the government policies there. Yeah, it's um, changing times, but it's not really it hasn't changed or has it changed much for you, Sian, because your your uh, exception in the you know, the the sister and daughter, you're really in between everything, aren't you? Absolutely. I look and and Dad serving as he did. He was an officer. Went through Duntroon. Um, I grew up in mess halls from when I was a baby, um, and as I said, had you know grandfathers that that both served too, um, and so I saw you know um, different sides of the coin. I guess you could say, um, growing up, um, certainly a lot of animosity. Uh, back in the day, where I used to go and pick my dad up from the bus stop on, when he was coming home from work, and I wasn't allowed to hold his hand in uniform. Wasn't allowed to kiss him. You know, I was eight years old. Just wanted to hold my dad's hand. Wasn't allowed to because he was, was in uniform. Was that his rule, or it was? It was a it was a military rule that officers weren't allowed to um, show any affection while in uniform, uh, whether to be wives, children, anything. Um, <clears throat> so that was difficult, <laughs> certainly. I hope he didn't wear his uniform to bed. <laughs> <laughs> la la la. No. Um, <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, uh, with my brother, for instance, completely different. So when the boys would come back from, from a trip to Afghanistan or something and you'd get to go and meet them when they got home, it was, it was you know, kids running up, hugging Dad and, you know, full full uniform, well, full cams anyway. Um, you know, 
it's it's great. It's, it's changed a hell of a lot. Um, and you just have to go out on an Anzac day um, in the city somewhere and see all all the ex-servicemen there or the current serving members with, with their gongs on. And, yeah, there's a hell of a lot of respect out there now, I think. We'll have a little break and put your track on so as we can catch a little breath as well. We're Today we're talking about, well, it's been been brought about right because the 18th of the month the 18th of august is the vietnam veterans day um it's primarily uh recognized the uh, battle of long tan um but now this year because it was this year was 50 years since the uh, 13th of may the battles commenced in fire support base coral and fire support base balmoral and that's that's what we're recognizing on vietnam veterans day on Saturday, August 18th. On Saturday, August 18th. But you're going to be doing that on August the 12th as well, aren't you? Yes, the uh, Geelong, there's quite a strong uh, group in, in Geelong, the Geelong Vietnam Veterans, and they they always have a, a service uh, on the Sunday prior to the, to the state service, and that'll be at um, Geelong, and the march will commence at at ten at ten thirty on the corner of Melbourne Road and Mackay Street in North Geelong, because there's a an avenue of honour being created along there. And as you walk along that footpath, there's actually little points along the footpath that give you details of the of the more or less the timeline of Vietnam. Uh, that'll be followed by a service at the memorial on the corner of on on, uh, on Melbourne Road, and then a, a, a luncheon at the North Geelong Football Club. After that, we have our own rooms in Geelong, but they've been closed through some nasty evil bacteria that's taken over the museum and the, and and uh, the whole of the the building there. So it's been closed for some time. So we're working out of the North Geelong Football Club rooms. There's also a football match on Saturday, and they'll at, at that oval, and there'll be a um, uh, presentation to the. Um, best on the ground after that match as well. Okay, so there's a bit of stuff happening in Geelong and we know yeah. that a few people who are involved from Colac uh, or go down from Colac too, don't they? Yeah. Uh, following from that we go uh, on the on Saturday the 18th, there's the, the main function starts at the Shrine with um, breakfast at 9.30 but there's also a, a very large um, memorial cert service and march in Queenscliff um, uh, on the on the uh, on the Saturday as well, so it starts the march. It starts at the post office 10:30 a.m. So we get uh, another option now for locals who who no longer want to go to Melbourne to get there for the march in Melbourne um, are able to go either to the the the, um, the group march on the 12th or the march on the day in Queenscliff. So they've got two options within the Geelong area. And not all of the march, and there are reasons for that. I'll have a, I want to take back with you, Sean, as well when we come back about. Um, people putting their hands up because your did, dad didn't until something terrible happened. Correct. Alright, so we're going to play this track and this track's one of Pink and her dad. Lovely. And I think you'll enjoy that. I will. Uh, because it's got a bit of a story to it and we'll listen to that. Where Today you are with us on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast where it's just on 11.20 and you're with Edwina and Greg and we've got in the studio, we've got um, Alan Sian and Darren with Marie. We're not forgetting you, Marie. We'll be back with you shortly uh, because I've got that list you sent me that's yep. showing us all the assistance available to our veteran community and primarily the younger vets that uh, you've sent through. So we'll have this track and we'll be back with you soon. And how do we go about getting to the lunch? Oh, which the lunch? The march and the lunch. 
How do we go about getting to it? Mm, we'll yeah. have to find that out after this song. Okay. Thanks very much. We'll be back with you shortly. This next song is called I Have Seen the Rain, and uh, it was written by my daddy, Mr. Jim Moore. Beautiful track and uh, quite a quite a meaningful one to the people who are in the studio here, especially Sound Diddens, mm. who um, is leaning forward as we speak, sitting next to Darren Stent with Alan Fleming. And Marie, you're still with us. I am. It's yep. a, an incredible track, isn't it, Marie? It's beautiful. Yeah. What does it What does it mean to you now, though, Sian? Oh, there's actually a funny story behind that track. Go There's on. a reason it's a favourite. <laughs> when Blaine got back from one of his last deployments... Blaine being... My brother, Blaine Diddums, that was killed in Afghanistan in 2012. SAS Patrol Commander um, of Three Squadron. Yeah, he... Um, the deployment he was on prior to the one that he was killed on... He'd come home and uh, driven up the North New South Wales coast to go and see mum and dad for a visit. And um, dad and Blaine ended up having quite a few drinks. And Blaine was a smoker and dad couldn't stand it. But Blaine said, I've got to, I've got to play this song for you, dad. You've got to come out to the car. So it was very, very quiet street, late at night, about midnight. And Blaine put, uh, put that track on in the car to play to dad. And dad hadn't heard it before. And uh, Blaine had all the windows up, smoking in the car, just about suffocating <laughs> my father. And Dad kept saying, turn it down, put your smoke out, you know, and they ended up having this fight in the car while listening to that fantastic track. And now that Blaine's, uh, Blaine's deceased, it's one of Dad's favourite songs and plays it quite regularly and takes him back to that night in the car where they were laughing and arguing and <laughs> over smoke and um, mm. too much alcohol. <laughs> it was those times that you hold very dear after you lo- lose a loved one. You yeah. must do that. One of the things that brings up, though, with your dad, uh, there are a lot of veterans who... It's the same with a lot of people. With all the sexual abuse that's gone on, we've got people keep coming out of the, the woodwork because of abuses that have happened. We've got the Me Too thing has started by a lot of people. It takes other people or another tragedy quite often for people mm. to put their hand up for help that they should have put their hand up a long time ago. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in the case of my father, um, he served for 28 years. Um, he's a Viet vet, as I've mentioned, and, uh, yeah, he he went went on for over 30 years uh, without seeking any help or asking for any help um, when he came back from Vietnam and it took the death of my brother in Afghanistan in 2012 um, for Dad then to realise that he, he may have had some issues himself. He first went to just get help for the grief um, and then once once he finally started unravelling and talking about where it was all stemming from, uh, he realised that he had quite a lot of his own stuff to deal with. Um, so, unfortunately, it took took the death of my brother for him to actually do something about it, but it's got to be a silver lining in everything, and I'm just really happy that Dad's finally getting some help. And Mum actually is too, um, <laughs> someone who won't go to the doctor unless she's pretty much dying. Um, Mum's actually receiving some help as well because she's obviously supported Dad, mm. been married 46 years, um, supported Dad all through his service and has lost her son as well. So, mm. yeah, Mum and Dad are both getting some help, which is fabulous. Um, mm. But yeah. back, back then when, when Dad came back from Vietnam, it was, it was very much a, a stigma of, you know, put up and shut up. You, you, you put up your hand for the service, you've, you've done it, come back and, and just deal with it and carry on with life. Um, and it was very much unheard of, whereas these days there's obviously a lot more awareness about mental health, I think. And there's a lot more services and the, the honour the dead and fight like hell for the living. We want to get into some of that, don't we, Alan, as to what services are available? And you can help us out here too, please, Marie. Yes, yep, OK. Um, and look, I just might add a little bit in there that I'm, I'm the wife of a Vietnam veteran as well as working at the RSL. 
Um, but it's really interesting what you've said, Sian, because um, we were not allowed at our house to talk about the Vietnam War for 30 years. Yeah, correct. We, it was unheard of, Marie. Un- unheard of. But it just happened to be that a place where I was working, they'd set up a veteran centre. This was in Geelong. And they came along and did a, um, a presentation for us one day. And I thought, that's exactly what's going on at our house. Mm. So from there, it just led on to um, support via the Geelong Clinic um, and all of that mental health support and then through veteran centres where it led to early retirement but was also the support that was needed. Mm. So it's about what you said, where do you find out? All sorts of places. Okay, so where do we go first? What's Like if you're around Colac and you're in need of help, what are you going to be doing first? Well, the the Colac... The Colac RSL, um, look, there's a, a Mary's down there, and if anybody pops in there and says, um, you know, that they they want some support with um, with with some um, issues they might be having, she will certainly put them in touch. But that's the hardest thing to do is to walk in and say that. A lot of it happens via mateship. One of the other good places are um, your local GP. They're always good on these sorts of things. Um, you know, so the the Colac Health Works, but. Um, yeah, so a lot of it is um, support from other people within the veteran community, um, but not all everybody's connected to that either. But certainly the RSLs are about to assist people if that's what they would want. Okay, well, look, I've got Mary's number is 52312942, and I'll be putting that up on to the blog when we put this up as a podcast there's one that we've mentioned on a number of occasions already and i i've omitted to give that number and that's for vvcs uh, yep. mm-hmm. which is uh i've got that one here this is a 1800 number 1800 now we've also on the listing you've given us we've got um the where geelong surf coast veterans center is in grovedale now you're yes, working yep. out of there so um, you can get them on five triple two six zero zero three, and I mean that's a lot of people are going. And it sounds terrible, Colac and Geelong being suburb suburbs basically of each other nowadays, because so much stuff is co-located, isn't it? Well, well, that's right. And look, certainly at the Geelong RSL, who um, Geelong and Colac are part of RSL's Region Eight A, so we certainly all work together. The RSL now are doing compensation, and I'm based at the RSL now, where I was based at the vet- at the Geelong and Surf Coast Veterans Centre. It's a choice for people. You can come to either the RSL or you can come to go to the Veterans Centre if you want to have a yarn about something that might be um, concerning you. Okay, and the Geelong RSL, I've got their number. You better correct me. I've got yours, but this one I think is 52492400. Correct. So we'll put that one in as well. Yep, yep. Are there any others on the list you really want to give a blast to? Because the Colac Hospital, with um, we're going to be doing some more work with them as far as having conversations on Community Connect. They, um, they're also somewhere where you can go to and put your hand up in, in if you don't go to your GP. Yes, yes, yes. So look, certainly um, we've got um, we've got partners of, of veterans, and it, it's 
um, um, Partners of Veterans, which is Partners of, of All Veterans. So that, that's a group, that, a statewide or a national group that meet um, monthly in Geelong and would always be happy for people from Colac to come and see them. Um, the state president actually lives in our area, so that's really good, and her name is Joy Herman. But it's very much about um, that support, that caring support that people give, um, and, you know, sort of... A, Lots of people learn about rights and entitlements of our service people via that that um, that way. Um, there's certainly some places like um, a mental health with wellbeing at Barwon Health, and we always use the things like Beyond Blue and reach out and reach out. There's phone numbers there that um, are always there for people if they're having difficulty with mental health issues. That's and that is one of the biggest parts because we can't. And, and Darren's one of the ones who he looks fighting fit. But you can't see you can't see a mental health injury, really, can you, Darren? I haven't got one. No, I know. <laughs> no, 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 I realise that. Well, I'll say you haven't. I'll say you haven't because I'm. I'm Keep telling yourself I, that. Does. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. You, you can't see it, and I guess um, yeah, there are little signs along the way that, uh, that that might point point towards it, and whether it's whether it's dreams or thoughts or or whatever. But yeah, you might you might see little things there. But uh, I think it's just worth pointing out to to. Yeah, to the to the veterans, to the community listening, that it's not always about mental health, but there are also a lot of physical injuries there that people suffer as well, and don't understand that yeah, that is also something that you can get assistance for. It may be, you know, um, for, for all the grunts out there that carried their body weight on their back and are now suffering back injuries, go out there, see an advocate, get yourself a white card, and get that uh, get that compensated, mm-hmm. and get the get the free medical treatment that you're entitled to for those those small niggling injuries that you got in the service. Can, can I also um, add in that, that social connection is really, really important. So when Darren spoke about RSL Active, that's really important to be connected with with people who you've got something in common with and doing things that you like to do. Um, RSL um, Connect have got a women's group going at the moment and um, it actually is a coffee group and they're um, meeting once a month for um, support for younger female veterans Um, and I've got a contact person for that but that is so important to um, keep your social connections up to get out of the house and do something. And I think you've got something that goes with that pretty much every uh, pension day isn't it Alan? There's a a great social connection you guys have. uh, Geelong Geelong Vietnam veterans have a, uh, a luncheon um, every the Friday of Pension Week, um, so it's fortnightly, and uh, veterans and wives, probably between 40, 40 to 60, will turn up uh, at North Geelong, and that gives you this integrated um, social activity, then, and you can reach out to some of the other. There's probably in excess of 250 members in the Geelong Vietnam Veterans Group, and so they've got this chance to, to connect from there. Um, I think one of the the gaps in um, in, in our RSL is possibly that many the Vietnam veterans came home, and because of the community as a community sentiment, many didn't feel welcome uh, at their early times within their within the ranks. So you've got this gap in the ranks. But RSL now, incidentally, Camperdown RSL turned 100 on the 1st of August, um, but we no longer have a welfare officer because we don't have anyone qualified. But anyone that comes to us who was ever worn uniform, that's all you need to be. It's not the, not the 1918, 1930s ex, uh, return servicemen and all that. It's just anyone who ever wore uniform is welcome to come. And, and we're in Region 8C, which covers Camperdown to Portland, 
and up through Balmoral and Coleraine and all those sort of areas. Uh, and our main centre is warnable, is warnable, and should anyone make contact with us, we just uh, contact Deidre and Warnable then, and we pass the message on. But uh, my mobile number is is the best contact number for Camperdown, zero four three nine double two nine six zero six, and I can just pass on any everything we get goes through, and we get wonderful support through Warnable all the time. Okay, do you want to give that number out again, please, Ed? Edwina? Oh, 0439-229-606. Okay, we'll put that on the blog too. Thank Would you. you happy with that one? Excellent. Uh, the other thing that they're doing in Warrnambool now is they often have uh, advocates from Melbourne and DVA reps come to Warrnambool and, uh, on on, and you go in by appointment and you can meet both of those on the one day in Warrnambool rather than having to travel to Melbourne uh, or to Geelong or anywhere else. So that's that, and that's a really big benefit because you think of the people from Portland and the, the greater area get that chance to come to Warrnambool and get their get their problems sorted. And see, so once again, it's highlighting that the community, the things are pulled together because uh, Warrnambool. I'll give Warrnambool Deidre's number is five five six two four six three four. That. Um, the listing here has a supports for veterans and assistance with welfare and pension claims and because there's such a need for everyone to get that help with the claims because of as we were talking earlier on Darren about the hard hard to navigate uh, through the system that everyone's having to do it for what should be something that you'd imagine would be well better organized You'd think that what are you smiling at, Alan? You'd think it was a matter <laughs> of filling out a few forms and, and putting them in or uh, or your doctor being able to assist you there, but it, it is really a prohibitive process and uh, and those advocates will, will be there for you to get that through. We're going to take a little breath before you start. I know Alan has been writing or got copious notes there, so we're going to give him a chance to have a yarn after this with you. I think Marie is well hanging there on the end of the phone. You're going to stay with us, Marie? Yep, yeah, no, that's fine. Good Owen Sian sitting here quite comfortably with Darren. We're going to listen to a track by the animals. I've chosen this one. Nice, nice, Greg. Yeah, right. Don't mind a nice tune. You don't mind a nice tune? Well, you're going to cop this one because I'm an oldie and I love this one. So you're going to have where, where we are here now. On, you're on Community Connect on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. I forgot to say earlier we are streaming live at all the wsocrfm.org.au. I will be um, putting this up as podcast. We still have them available through our uh, website here at OCRFM. So that'll be up here later on today, I hope, or maybe tomorrow at the latest. And we're with Edwina and Greg and Darren and Sian and Alan and Marie on the other end of the phone and we'll be back with you after this track. Mm-hmm. 